The heart of the galaxy can only take so much until it breaks. Silhouette Zero presents Coruscant is Cracking. All right. Hey, my name is uh, Mike. I go by ACJ on the Discord. I am playing Yaku Kliklai, who is a Shistavanin smuggler thief. Um, I started listening to Silhouette Zero, I think, sometime in the middle of Rebellion, but I'm not exactly sure where. And it was and continues to be uh, when I work is the most often that I listen because I just have a very solitary job, but I can just do my thing. And thank you for having me on. Coruscant, a place of bustling activity with trillions of lives. And trillions of lives need trillions of places to buy food, or a snack, or a magazine, or some death sticks. Are those legal? I don't know. You would think with a name like death sticks, it would be legal. Anyway, you gotta have a place to buy stuff. And one of those places is Little Bodega tucked in a corner not particularly important just one of those places local neighborhood joint run by a Shistavanin named Yaku Yaku will you please describe what the scene is in your bodega right now I'd be happy to so Yaku's small establishment is called Orcus's Purpose, and it reflects upon the desire to keep the community happy, safe, and healthy, and protected at all costs. So it has a very homey vibe when you enter, despite it using uh, once being a cantina. The bar along the side is uh, set up to now look like the checkout, and it just has a lot of bric-a-brac and you know flimsy photos of Orcus and the the old neighborhood gang. It's, like I said, it's very homey here. Um, there's knickknacks in the back corner. There's all the snacks. And uh, if you ask him nicely, he might get you some death sticks, but you, you got to really, you got to really get him into it. <laughs> uh, and I would say it's probably late afternoon. What kind of clientele is milling about right now? My guess it would probably be those on their way home from work, um, you know, like the middle aged group trying to get something for the kids on the way home. So general neighborhood riffraff and people. And it is amongst this uh, probably mid afternoon rush. Like you said, it's the commuting crowd, those coming home from their long day at work when a some well a familiar but not particularly common figure darkens your doorstep the figure is about six feet tall although he hunches over a little bit these days he was once a very powerful physically imposing trandoshan although um again looking Weakened, withered, worse for wear, as if uh, he's kind of on his last legs, although you know he's not that old. This is Zalko, and Zalko used to be your boss, I guess you could call it, from your previous career. I mean, he comes in from time to time, but 
He's not a regular customer. I was gonna, so I notice him coming in. He's not trying to be uh, sneaky. Oh no, he he's coming in, and I mean he's coming to pay you a visit from time to time, of course. But what is particularly uh, rattling to you is that he's got a couple of his guys with him, and he's never done that before. Okay, can I roll a perception to see if they're carrying? Yeah. Uh, two purple, one blue, as you know, their modus operandi. And before you do that, too, um, or a- after you do that, that's fine. Um, roll me three for the destiny pool, please. Hey. We'll take four light side and two dark side, please, and thank you. Fine. <laughs> uh, that was two purple and one blue? Yes. I'm getting the full soul zero experience. Roll one. Got one advantage. <laughs> and the blue did nothing. So Not a thing. <laughs> okay. Um, you, don't, you don't know for sure, but you're pretty sure. The, the two guys, you don't know these two guys. They're newer to the crew. Uh, but they're definitely the kind of guys that Zalco in the past would have hired as muscle, and you're you are definitely sure they have weapons on them. But they're not making a big scene out of it. They're not brandishing them. They're not visible. It's just you know that if something happened, they'd be the first to pull and fire. Okay, so uh, Laku waves a hand over his head. Hey, Zalko, welcome. Welcome back in. Come on, see me. Come over here. Now, Zalko is a well-known figure in this area, and so people very quickly start dropping credits on your counter, like, to complete their purchases, um, seemingly not to care about whether they need change. Even there's even one Rodian who just like had a whole pile of like canned soups that you know it was he made a bad decision when he came in where he's like, I don't need a basket. And then the soups were on sale and he started grabbing a bunch. He's like, Oh, I really should have had a basket, but it's too late now. I'm already carrying 12 cans of soup. And then uh he just puts them all all back, just like just dumps all the soups on the shelf, <laughs> turns around, walks out the door, and uh you guys are alone. Teak, Teak, you know you can, you know you can take one of my. Uh, okay, he's gone. Um, okay, Zalko, yeah. Uh, uh, welcome back. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> cause a scene. Well, it's fine, it's fine. You, you know, you're always welcome here. So just, but in the future, please keep your guns to yourself. And he uh, eyes the eyes the big guys that are with them. These two, they're harmless as kittens. I wouldn't even think twice about them. In fact, why don't you two take a little break outside? Me and Yaku have a little bit of old business to take care of. And of course, without a second of questioning, the two guys go outside basically to uh, stand guard at the door. One of them flips the sign of the front door over to close and closes the door. I hit a switch behind the thing that turns off the on the open neo uh, neon sign out front. It turns off. The, let me try that again. One more take. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> I flip a switch under the counter that turns off the open neon sign out front after they flip the sign, and he is appreciative for that. 
So what'll it be? Uh, it's been a while since you've actually wanted to talk about something like this. <laughs> well, I know when you got out, you wanted to be out. And I've tried to respect your wishes over the years. You know that. Yeah, that's why I'm really surprised that you actually dropped by for something like this. You know I'm out. And it has to be something important for you to bring your guys around, like I said. So, what is it? You look at him and he looks weary, but content right now. Like, he looks kind of kind of chunky for a Shastavanin and is pretty comfortable in what he's been doing here, helping everyone out. So... He doesn't, is not fit the picture of someone who would do this sort of work. He, uh, Zalko, Zalko leans wearily against the counter. And he leans into you and goes, I got rot lung, kid. It's terminal. No. Yeah. Got the news about three months ago. It took you this long to tell me? Man, he like reaches out to bring him into a hug. Does he? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Uh, I ain't dead yet. Listen. Word hasn't gotten around about it. You know how it is. So the cracking the frenzy. Yeah, well, between the cracking frenzy and just how the normal pecking order, you show a little weakness and then all of a sudden all the wolves are out for blood. Listen, yeah, I, near the straw. Oh, no, you go ahead. I didn't want to drag, drag you into this, but honestly, the more I thought about it, the more I realized you were the only one that could help me out. Must be slim pickings nowadays if you have to come crawl into this old guy. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of thieves, but not not many I can trust. We are thieves by trade for a reason, people think, but I appreciate your faith in me. What is it that's so important you got to drag me out of retirement? Look. I've been doing a lot of thinking about how my life has gone down. And uh, let's just say there's a couple of things I need to set right. There's something being smuggled off world. Something that needs to be unsmuggled. Presumably to their rightful owner, correct? Something like that. It's a little more complicated, but that's enough information for you. I don't want you to get your hands too dirty. You're going on the assumption that I accept this job. What's in it for me and for the people I serve? He looks a little irritated, kind of drums his fingers on the table, his claws clacking. Uh, still nickel and diamond for everybody for everything, huh? You're the one coming to me in my retirement, man. Like, 
you need to convince me. Look, if it's about money, I got plenty of it. You want, I can give you enough money to get off this rock before it goes kaboom. And you could enough money to take anybody you care about. Heck, I can give you enough money to buy your own ship if that's what you're looking for. There's a lot of people I care about, Zalko, and you know that. Yeah, well, like you say, you can't really take the money with you when you go, so my pockets are feeling a little free these days. Tell me what it is. At least I'll listen to you. Uh, all right, listen, here's, here's the deal. We're doing our usual move, right? We've got a, some things that have been liberated from their owners. They're supposed to be smuggled off-world to the buyers. There's something in that. There's something in there I don't want taken off, but I can't just take it off. The people that are buying it are a little too powerful for my taste, so it's got to be swiped. You're swiping the swiping, as it were. Yeah, I, I do the swiping. You know this. And so what is it? I got to know what I'm taking. You can't just leave me with no info. It's just a crate. It's a piece of art. It's not a weapon, not, not drugs, not spice or nothing illicit, just something valuable. Never took you for a creature of the arts yeah well let's just say the buyer has very eclectic taste it's an All easy right. job i've already got most of it set up i just need a guy who doesn't have any direct connections to me willing to go in do the grab bring it to the drop-off point and then you vanish that's it into the night with my ship and my people? Sounds like a plan to me. Good. Gotta tell you, you're not gonna have any backup on this one. Well, you have a little backup. Well, I'm not sure you're gonna be that pleased with it. You know, backup's not actually been my strong suit, so, you know, I'm the little the better. Fine. Reaches into his uh, trench coat pocket, pulls out a data pad and a hollow projector. That is little. Data pad has the mission. Don't play the hollow until you get to the drop off point. Will it explode if I do watch it? It won't make sense until you get there. Mysterious isn't really your thing, but okay, I'll bite. Last favor, though. So after this, we're clean. Of course we are. All right. I'll need my gear. I'll need my suit and my bits and bobs. When does it happen? And what's the plan? Two hours. Yeah. Plans on the data oh, pad. Oh, jeez. It's that Jiminy <laughs> Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, turns on the pad. He also um, reaches into another pocket, sets down a very large stack of credit chips. Um, this is an upfront payment to cover the cost of the business you won't be doing because you'll have to close early. This is equitable. He kind of slides them off into the register and cl closes it up. Good. Like I said, you're on your own on this. I won't be able to give you any help, so don't try calling for it. Well, 
if I don't see you before the rot get uh, rot lung takes you. Um, it's been a life. Sure has, kid. Sure has. I don't know if Orcus would be proud of us, but I think he'd be happy that we're talking again. At least this deep. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. All right, old man. Get on your stretcher and get those goons from scaring off my customers. I gotta prep. He pauses as if he's gonna say something, but then decides against it. Turns around. I would like to. I would like to read that somehow. Mm. I'm not very good at it, but I want to try. Um. See, this is the only time that I wish the system had a. What is the skill in D and D? Like the, insight. Yeah, the insight skill. There's not really a good comparison in this system. I'll take whatever you kind of think, whether it's streetwise, cool perception. You know, just sort of depending on what emotional angle you're going on in terms of like, are you trying to read his body language? Are you trying to just read the, the tone based on past experience? That kind of thing. More, I want to see if I catch that pause as he's going out. So can I do a vigilance check? Because I wasn't expecting him to think about emotion. Yeah. Um, too purple. Right. Can I get a boost? Because I'm kind of surprised that he might be emotioning. Um, I'm hyper aware. It'll be a blue and a black. Okay, fine. Don't worry. They'll both be <laughs> blank anyway. It's all good. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's worse than that. It's worse than both blank. So, no, I don't catch that on the way out, and I uh, it's wave a, them off. It's a failure in two threats, and the failure comes from the black. <laughs> Oh. And the blue does nothing. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. I'm enjoying every second of this, Chris. Thanks again. Uh, <laughs> what did you like? Did you like get advice from Leslie on how to roll dice? Like, what'd you do? What? What is I've this? I've studied long <laughs> in the way of Leslie at this point. So, uh, hope I make them proud. All right. So, you um, look at the data pack. Okay. So, People. this is a pretty common maneuver for. Zalco, at least in his recent years. You know, as the gangster gets older, they try to run their uh, operations a little more uh, convenient, more organized, I guess, less run and gun. So um, there's gonna, there are four large transport truck speeders um, and they're, gonna, they're under the moniker of Jeems Movers. So they're just like moving trucks. Um, and they're going to the spaceport. It's a pretty standard thing. It's going to be packed with stuff that is not what it says on the manifest. Oh. And so you know, like, they've, that Zalco has probably already bribed all of the inspectors, all the customs agents, and that sort of thing. They'll have a couple of slicers on hand to deal with any inspection droids, and uh, they'll go and take these the product and put them on the, the ships that take them off world, and then they'll head out smooth, clean, easy. Um, according to the data pad, your target is a red crate that is two by two by three. It also indicates that it will be the only red crate in that truck, and it will be in truck number two. Um, you're also indicated that, that there is a planned distraction 
at a particular intersection, and that is to be when you make your move. Yes. It does not detail what this distraction will be. Okay, sounds good. Do, uh, am I correct in the assumption that they will provide me with what I think I will need for this endeavor? In terms of equipment? Yeah, like the, the stack of credits I'm assuming is my my ability to get things I need. Yes, you have more than enough money to, from what he just dropped. I mean, he paid you well over what you actually are going to make in the time that you're going to be closed. Okay, perfect. So yes, if you need to procure equipment that you don't currently already have, that is not going to be an issue. And the main things I'm going to need are like, if this is a big distraction out in like the middle of a place at an intersection, then it's going to be a timing thing because I have to wait for that to initiate. And so I'd like a speeder bike. Mm -hmm. uh, the Star Wars equivalent of a, a hitch for for it, and like a, a small, you know, something to trundle along behind and carry it. Get, get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some. There was something. I remember I did a session where I used one of those because I think there's something like that in the Clone Wars or something. So that that definitely very much exists. So no problem. Okay. So I'm gonna get those things. Um, I need another. Uh, two by two by three crate and I need it to be painted red okay uh, that's pretty easy you have lots of crates uh, Sweet. what would you like to be in this crate um, this crate has a candy called Razzy Rizzo's and they're like essentially uh, uh, red vines but nice. they're made of something completely different obviously because Star Wars land yeah <laughs> So yeah, you look at it, you go, that'll work. You tear off the label. Yeah, exactly. Add a little bit of paint, <laughs> use a little goo gone. Perfect. It was sitting next to my bat suit, which I, I excuse me, my, my wolf suit, which I put on. Mm -hmm. It's a relatively form fitting, like black leather strap, kind of standard bog, special ops kind of gear. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a very subtle forest green despite the city environment it's like the one thing he really holds on to is of the forest is the green mm -hmm. that's kind of all over the bodega that makes it more you know forest vibey homie nice so he gets all that ready and uh he would like to move on to try to do this heist okay are there any pre-heist rituals that he has to do um aside from getting the suit on he goes back and in the back corner, kind of near those random old, old objects that really aren't even for this time on Coruscant. There's a picture of Orcus in the back who's been watching over the shop for him while he'll be away. And he kind of hunkers down next to it and stares at the picture for a while. It's a big old herglick and, you know, barely fits in the frame. <laughs> so... He just kind of talks to him for a little while, and he's like, Hey, Orcus, I'm going to pull one more gig and try to get everyone out of here, or at least everyone who's willing. They say the planet's going to explode soon, and I don't want to be here when it does as much as I like this place, and I don't think you'd blame me. You left me to protect this place in your absence, and I'm going to do that best I can, even if I got to go. So th thanks for everything. And he, he stands up, tosses one of the credit sticks on there in front of him, and makes his way out. All right. Ba -da 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 -da. Okay, so uh, roll me something 
to help establish how well hidden you are or how well positioned you are um, toward the alleyway. So I would take a stealth, a deception, a streetwise, something stealth that like, gives you, like, uh, that would help you inform where to put yourself. It's absolutely going to be a stealth check. All right. What is the difficulty? It's going to be two. I'm going to say it's a black because of the big old speeder bike and your your uh, stealth suit is not exactly stealthy if you're just sort of standing around. You know what I mean? I'm not standing around. I'm, I'm you know, lurking. I'm lurking around. Well, we'll see how well you lurk <laughs> based on the roll. Hopefully I'm not standing around. Uh, what was the difficulty on that? Two purple. Two purple. And a black. Um... For fun, I'm going to use one of my abilities to uh, reduce the difficulty by one for a cost of two strain. Okie doke. So, one purple versus two yellow and two green. Huzzah. I am stealthy. All right. So, but um, you find a, a perfect spot. Um, it's an alleyway that just wide enough for you to fit the speeder bike in. So there's not going to be any other traffic. You put like um, you found the uh, like a construction do not enter sign that you put on the other end of the uh, the alley, so no one's going to be walking through as a shortcut on the other side. You have a perfect view of the intersection. You can zip in, zip out. Like it's it's it, you could not ask for a better position. One. And so there you are waiting waiting and uh, on the, on your left you see the approaching four transport trucks they're all moving in a line just as you figure they would um, you even well roll me a perception two purple one blue Ooh, four successes okay you even spot that there's like two well, there's one spotter car which you know is gonna be like the guys with guns in case something gets a little nasty and there's also um a guy kind of like hanging out the street corner you know that uh, zalco posts one of these people every few blocks just to serve as a lookout um he's kind of suspicious now because he was told he wouldn't have a lot of backup and there are a lot of guys on this job so he's he's kind of nervous for the moment yeah the other thing i want to say because you have so many successes is that you're getting a you're already getting a bad feeling about the number of protective, like, dudes operating on Zalco's side. But you're also getting a lot of vibes from some of the other people walking around. You know, like, they might be cops. Smells like a cop. I, I look at a guy who's sitting there with a very obvious flimsy paper in front of him. <laughs> He's got a trench coat, you know, and a hat. 100%, yeah. He keeps peering over peering back down, peering over, peering back that's, down. That's Jimmy. He's the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, okay, so is the distraction going to be the cops making a move? I'm, I'm guessing that the, the, the way Zalco has worked in the past is that there's going to be at least one explosion. Hey, you're right. There's an explosion. Boom. Ah, jeez. Uh, so they, a, a hot dog stand is suddenly pushed in front of the first transport truck. And when the, that transport truck, of course, is big, and uh, it was about halfway through the intersection, and it couldn't even, 
didn't even bother to try to stop. It just barrels right over it. But whatever is inside that hot dog cart is not hot dogs. And it goes up in a big burst of green flames that is suddenly eating the, away at the front of the truck. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of panic going on. People, like, pedestrians are going crazy. The guy that's a cop is immediately on his comms. The guy that's a lookout is, like, looking around. The guys in the spider car are going for their guns. And then all of a sudden you see a big burst of red smoke on top of the roof opposite of your current position. Uh, this red smoke clears away and you see six figures wearing perhaps the most ridiculous outfits you've ever seen in your life. Um, they are wearing, I guess, picture Alice in Wonderland, um, the, like the cards, the playing cards, right? Yes. Now imagine somebody made that into like a costume. <laughs> Done. So they're wearing like form-fitting suits, but over it is sort of a very large draped tunic type thing. And each of them is wearing a sabak card suit. <laughs> um, they are all wearing the same suit. It's the red coin which okay. is one of the Sabak suits. And uh, the only difference you can see, other than that they're obviously different people, is that each of them has a different number on them, one through six. They're also wearing like helmets and carrying all sorts of fancy gear. And number the one, the number one kind of steps forward and goes, Attention, citizens of Coruscant. It is I, Uno, the leader of the red coins. And uh, he does a pose. And then, of course, he, he has to introduce the rest of the squad. Dule, Dry, Katra, Cinco, and Roku. And then they all do their best Ginyu Force impersonation. Uh, everybody's got a different pose. Everyone... These are actually my favorite Soul Zero canon characters. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's a lot of confusion going on right now. Um, everyone's just sort of staring, going like, what, what is, what is going on? And they say, The time of the crime lord is over. It is time for us to rightfully return what is being stolen. For we are the thieves of the thieves. Prepare yourselves, evil doers. And then, uh, they fire harpoon guns and start swinging down towards the, the rest of the... Uh, situation. Of course, simultaneously, squad cars from every direction start screaming in. Uh, lights and sirens blazing, you know, there's there's uh, police droids, and, and you hear, This is Coruscant Police! Everyone put your hands up! You're all under arrest! The, the, both of you, the, the costume guys and you guys in the van! Everyone just give up! Uh, of course, no one has any intention of giving up. And so, the blaster fire begins. <laughs> so this is that's not this, what I signed up for. <laughs> so this is you see the most chaotic scene you've probably ever encountered. Um, you've got a three-way blaster fight going on between these, uh, I guess, vigilantes, uh, the normal Zalco's crew, and the Coruscant police. Okay. Um, and it, I'm guessing it's centered then directly over the uh, convoy, which is smoldering in green fire. Yeah, the first truck is smoldering in green fire. Um, Has so the rest yeah. of the convoy moved on? No, no, it, it they're they're sort of locked in. Okay. Um, 
I would like to try to use the the chaos and confusion as you know an excuse to get in there without the bike at the moment. Uh, I'm going to leave it parked where it is, and I'm going to try to try to get closer. And you know how how fraught is that area around the second truck? Are there still people in it? Um, so the people who were driving it, so the driver and like the the guy riding literal shotgun, um, they're still in the truck shooting out the windows. But everyone else that's a little bit more mobile um, is, has moved into different positions trying to figure out where the best place for cover is, considering you've got a, a group of costumed weirdos swinging above them, shooting down, and the cops all around them shooting at, you know, at them. So. so everyone's looking up. I'm going to stay low to the ground and try to utilize any cover that I can. Um... Can I use a destiny point to have had the truck that's on fire be kind of blocking between me and the rest of the thing so I can use it as an initial get kind of halfway to three quarters to the where I want to be at, which is the back of the second truck? Sure. So then roll me a stealth. Hmm. Okay. So let me check. Okay. It's going to be two purple for the basics. Um, let me check my stat block. Huh. Weird. This particular, um, police officer minion group I picked does not have any, uh, vigilance. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm sure you're okay with it. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Of course there are, of course, coercions here, but not vigilance. Why would we? Oh boy. Um, I mean, oof, that's, that's a deeper topic. I don't want to get into <laughs> the podcast, sir. So it's going to be too purple. Uh, there's obviously at least one blue for the chaos. Um, if you would like to, you know, translate your destiny flip as an additional upgrade, you may do so. Um, I would like to actually upgrade any checks made against me if I can. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I want to, I want to, <laughs> no, that's, that's too silly, but I was going to say, I like grab one of the, I'm sorry. What char are we on? That's right. So what I do is I'm going to go and like kind of go through the burning truck stealthily to a degree, you know, like kind of hug it and then, yeah, no, I take it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can do, I what don't you, wanna... you do whatever you want. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I'm actually going to just roll this and then I'll see what actually happens. All right. Hey, okay. So this is what happens. I leave the... I leave my speeder bike on, but not engaged. Uh, the truck crashes in front of me and starts green flaming and burning up. But I run over to it, slink along the side, uh, pop open the door for like my advantages to let the drivers get out if they're still alive. Uh huh. And I give them a shush and a thumbs up as I go around the or the Star Wars equivalent of a thumbs up, I suppose, oh, yeah. around they, the truck. They do not even care who you are. They're just happy they're not going to die from being burned to death. <laughs> so I zip around the front of the truck and um, go underneath the front of the second truck. So I'm like on my back crawling along the, uh, the tubing and pipes underneath the speeder. Perfect. Yep, you're there and nobody has seen you at all. So uh, it's all you right now. Uh, but you know, just continuous chaos around you. Perfect. So I'm um, gonna use. I'm, I'm so glad that we rolled high destiny points because this entire shindig is based on them for me right now. <laughs> um, 
also, I uh, we flash back with the destiny point to when I was getting my stuff together, and after I cinched up the 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 vests and snapped snapped all my buckles, uh, behind it was another little panel, and I pushed that, and it's a device that can cut through pretty much any standard and up to good metal. And it's like, you know, the classic laser spinny thing that I'm going to use on the bottom of this truck. Ooh, nice. Do you have a nickname for it? I just call it the gem because that's the the emitter is based. It's not he doesn't know it might be a kyber crystal, but it's just like has a little bit of juice pumped into it. And then that slices in a circle and he just thinks it's nice. So he just calls it the gem. Nice. Actually, it's, it's the gem, but he, he spelled it wrong. So it's the get me into get me in. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I love it. All right. Yep. That's done. Sweet. Um, I, as quietly as I can, you know, punch it in and then slide it with it inside so I don't make any extraneous outside noise if I could drop to the ground. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, am I immediately shot by blaster fire? As you go into the truck? As I as I take and take a look around before actively jumping into this vehicle. Okay, so I'm gonna flip a dark side point. Mm. Um, what you have done on accident is you have cut into the bottom of another crate simultaneously, mm. and uh, there's like a whole bunch of stuff now falling on you from the crate bottom that you have cut. Um, it is a lot of precious gems like oh a whole pile of them and they're just they're not hurting you but they are like just spilling all around you and uh you know could possibly fall out uh you know from under the truck and could possibly attract attention but at the moment you're just sort of literally covered in i'm gonna say emeralds perfect um, so these chaotic emeralds, I try to kind of zip open my vest to allow them to enter so I can hold on to some of them yeah. and try to keep <laughs> them from like falling to the ground and, you know, tinkling all over the place. Uh-huh. So that's what I want to try to do to prevent getting attention drawn to me if I need to do that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and since I drilled into the crate. Hmm. Hey, when you peek, peek your head up, obviously you can't see because it's just crazy. Yeah. So I <laughs> will say that the hole is, you know, barely big enough for me to like, kind of crunch in there, but I have to lift off the crate because it's preventing me from doing so, I assume. Uh-huh. Is it the same size as the crate I'm expecting? It is not. Bigger or smaller? Um, smaller. I'd say two by two by two. It's a cube. Okay, so... Um, since it's now kind of empty, he's just going to brace himself and push up and kind of knock it over so that he can actually see into it. Yep. He's just going to go for it at this point. Um, now, remind me, do Shistavanen have any, like, enhanced senses? Smell, I believe, is their, their key thing. Okay. So the important thing is you do not smell any other living organics in this back area so it takes a minute for your your eyes to adjust but you're already taking a good whiff there's nobody else back here at least nobody alive um and then you kind of wait no droids it's just it's just crates no one was really expecting anyone to be in the back cargo so they don't have anyone guarding it perfect so i take a moment um 
look around, make sure I can find my crate. And yep, there it is. Bright red. Bright red, awesome crate. Um, I look at the hollow now. Well, you're supposed to look at the hollow when you get to the end. But if you want to look at it early, you can. I know. I assume I know where the end is because of the plan. Yeah, yeah. So there's okay. like a drop-off point indicated on the, on the plan. He never told me not to open the box. That is true. So I open the box. Okay. Inside is a statue of a golden Bith. Now, look, not all Biths are musicians, but whoever made this statue definitely was. Because... <laughs> He's holding, uh, I guess, the, you know, the Star Wars equivalent of a clarinet. And this has got to be the gaudiest statue you've ever seen. It is covered in gemstones. Like, hmm. anywhere you can justify putting a gemstone, there's a gemstone. In the eyes, on the fingertips, on the keys of the instrument, on the folds of the clothing, like, just everywhere. So just looking at it you're like man the value on this thing if you were to just even melt it down and take it apart would be insanely high mm -hmm. you're not sure who would think this was attractive um but you know it's not high art it's definitely somebody flaunting their wealth but there it is yeah uh yaku ain't no ain't no fool he's gonna i would like to roll a like a skullduggery to see if i can find out what this thing really is Hmm. Okay. If that's a thing that if if it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, so so you're you're looking for something hidden, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um hmm. I'm thinking it's like trying to solve a puzzle with, with like the gems or something. Yeah, I know I get I get what you're saying. Okay, so okay, this okay. is I'm just trying to figure out how to set the difficulty on this. Very easy. If you don't <laughs> mind. Uh it's gonna be four purple. Oh my. That's a lot of purple, everyone. Um I know, and that and you know, sometimes when you set a difficulty, it's like you're kinda giving away something, but there it is. Uh, well, it's a really ugly statue because all dice have cancelled out. Wow, look at that. That's fun. And it was all advantages and threats. <laughs> it's fine. It's kind of plays into how yaku is you know he, he has a moment of clarity like oh there's got to be something with this right and that's nah, it's not that big a deal or, or <laughs> as you're as you're trying to look at it you hear like there's a big old shake of the truck as a as a like a low-grade grenade goes off outside you're like okay maybe not now <laughs> yeah that's perfect time to go yeah um so i'm gonna return the way that I, well actually no um i'm going are there any smaller crates than the crate that i was supposed to Oh, sure. There's crates of all sizes and shapes in here. All right. I'm going to kick open a very small crate uh -huh. and replace the contents of that with my contents, like a, a smaller, more, you know, much easier to carry crate that isn't bright red. Ah, well, the statue is three feet tall. Oh, which is why the the, the crate is three feet tall. So minimally, you're going to I mean, you could replace it with a different looking crate if you want. Gotcha. Um, I'm also well, assuming that th these crates operate by like Star Wars Rebels rules where they all have like a built-in repulsor lift. Perfect. Uh, in that case. But, like I'm not going to make I, you roll athletics to lug it around or anything. Okay. Because my other idea was to strap the 
with the statue to my back, but if it's like three feet of solid gold, that might not be the best. So in that case, hmm. I'm going to assume this was happening faster than my um, dithering about in my own of brain. So um, soon as that explosion goes off, he sees this thing that he can't figure out what to do with yet. And he slams that repulsor lift into high gear, uh, aiming towards, you know, kicking open the back door with it. Okay. So are you trying to bash it through or are you just trying to like? Yes. Okay. Like, mm. like kind of using the grenade as, as cover. Mm. Okay. Could I, could I roll a, uh, oh, not roll. Could I, could I use a destiny point to say that the grenade actually did hit the truck and lose and weaken the door? Yeah, that's fine. I'm trying to figure out what, what skill do you roll for that? Piloting or. This is when I wish this game had an operate magical device. Stat. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be mechanics. It could mm. be, um, oddly enough, like range light. Because range light is the skill you use when you throw something. I'll take range light. So, you know, the repulsor lift is doing all the work. You're just got to point it at the right spot, right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of an aiming skill. You like it. I love it. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. So um, here's how I'm going to do it. It's going to be, well, you're at short range. So it's one purple. Um, it's going to be. That- be a red though because i'm flipping a dark side point okay and then um i'm going to say a black because you're going to have to aim it around the other crates but a blue because as you said you have weakened the door okay so that's what i get for the door weakening uh no chance for an upgrade off that point i flipped to uh sure and if you want you can also aim oh yeah, I got, I, I, okay, cool, yeah, let's, let's go. Woohoo! I got uh, three successes, two advantages, and a triumph. See, you roll the triumph when you need it. That's how we do it around here. That's uh, how we do it around here. <laughs> Platoon, boom! Hits just at the right angle. Uh, the back of the door comes swinging down, like, on its hinges, almost as if it was designed to do that. Um, and... You're free to go. Sweet. So um, I'm going to say that it hit with enough force and using my triumph that it ricochets off the door in a manner that knocks over people in my way to get back to my bike and I can follow it out. Yeah, perfect. So boom, knocks out a couple of guys. It's still puttering along at, um, you know, whatever speed that it can. It looks like the scene from um, Alice in Wonderland where all the cards get run over by Alice. There you go. (laughs) I mean, there's all sorts of chaos going around. There was a flaming, uh, you know, hot dog cart. Who who knows where the heck a crate is going to happen. And actually, at the same time as you're running out, one of the uh, red coins starts swinging into the door opening that you just made and going like, ha ha ha, like... You know, this is their chance to get at some of the loot. Sweet. And again, yeah, honestly. There's just a continuous, like, everyone put your weapons down. Oh, like, no, this is chaos. Um, and you, you hear, you know, uh, you're starting to hear that they're bring, the, the police are bringing in, um, like, I guess the speeder equivalent of helicopters okay. uh, overhead. Um, like, they're, they're calling in the big guns now. So now's a great time to get out of here. 
yep, like I said, I use that triumph to, you know, kind of follow behind the, the bit of chaos that my uh, hover lift, not hover lift, my, one more time, sorry. So I use that triumph to uh, follow in the chaos of the crate and get back to the bike as soon as I can. I'm going to hook it up to the current red crate that I have tailing me. So I have, you know, double crates now. And I'm going to try to gun it out of there. I left it running for this purpose. What right. do I do? Give me a piloting check. Is that That is the planetary, right? Yeah. We're solidly on a planet. Okay. Uh, how difficile? Uh, let's see. Well, how fast do you want to go? Um, fast enough to not get shot, preferably. Which I would put at two, since everything else is at a standstill. Okay. So, thus... Using the difficult terrain flight rules, your your skill or your yeah your difficulty is set by silhouette and by speed. So speed is two, and then it is upgraded by silhouette divided by two. So it makes it one red, one purple, one black. I would like to upgrade one of my green for a point. Throw them bones. Oh no. So we have three failure, but three advantages. Okay, you rev it up. You're about to go, and then woo! Like there's a there's a police cruiser. This is dropped right down in front of you in the alleyway. Now you could kind of scoot your way around it, and your advantages are currently they have not seen you. So at the moment you're okay. So they haven't seen me. Um, oh, so since previously we established that at the other end of the alleyway that I was using um, we had set up a cone to prevent me from you know getting getting snooped on so I'm gonna now and I feel great now I'm gonna unattach the the one that we want to keep we want to keep the statue so I did detach the statue from my bike mm-hmm. and I turn the bike steering column so that it'll be going like parallel to the cop car and like m- trying to make that scooch away attempt but mm-hmm. in a general random direction away from me and I'm gonna put you know the the candy on the back of it and just glue the throttle down mm-hmm. and run off back through my alleyway with the with the crate that I want beautiful deception please yes or mechanics I'll take either uh they're not great Okay. Uh, deception. Two purple. Can I use that one of those advantages as a boost? Sure. Thank you. So benevolent. Yes. Two successes. All right. Your uh, false red crate goes down the way, adding to more chaos. Um, and, you know, if anyone starts to try to look for the red crate later, that information will, of course, muddy the, the whole thing. It's like, well, yeah, I did see a red crate on a speeder bike with nobody on it zipping across this way. Um, you don't know what happens to it. It probably crashes somewhere, some someplace, but you don't care. You've run off down the other side. It was past its sell-by date anyway. <laughs> okay, so you get to, you know, you keep running until you feel that you've put enough distance between you and the immediate shootout scene that you check the data pad and uh, you have quite a bit of ways to go before you have to actually traverse Coruscant for a bit. 
So are you going to try to get another vehicle or do you think you're just going to like catch public transport? Am I in my neighborhood? Yes. Oh yeah. I'm just going to take a nice stroll. Everybody knows me. I um, take off my, my thief's gear uh, in a way that's not, you know, scaring anyone. Oh yeah. And... But you're going to have to go very far in Coruscant. Oh, oh, very. Okay. I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to borrow a truck from somebody I know. Okay. Do you have a preference as to what this person is, or shall I do it? Hmm. You can do it as long as it might be somebody tied to Zalco in a different way. That makes sense. Oh yeah. No, but this is uh this is your old getaway driver. His name is Flan. Perfect. And is guess it F-L-O-N or F-L-A-N? A-N, like the food. Fantastic. Um, and uh guess what? what? He's a Chadra fan. <laughs> Hey, a driving charger fan. Any relation? Uh, I mean, who knows, right? Right. They they don't live very long, so it's kind of kind of hard to track the genealogy. Yeah. So you know, you go over to Flan. <laughs> of course, you ask to borrow the truck, and he insists, "No, no, no. I'll drive you. I'll drive you wherever uh-huh. you need to go. I'll drive you." Uh, all right. Have you seen Have you seen Zalco in a while? Uh, yeah, I heard he's dying. That stinks, doesn't it? Would you want to see him again? I don't know. I think he owes me money, or I owe him money. You know, it's just best not to think too hard about these things. I certainly don't. Okay, well, however you feel about him, there's a high chance we'll run into him, so just remember that. Oh, well, are you out of retirement? Uh, maybe. I. It feels weird, but... Maybe. Oh, a one last job sort of thing? That's cool. I've always wanted to do one last job. Well, you can give me a lift. Hey, I'm doing one last job. Hey, everybody. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he yells, hey, everybody, and like the nearby apartment, like 15 Chadra fan heads poke out and goes, I'm doing one last job. And they all go, yeah. And then they all go back to whatever they were doing. <laughs> I'll instantly pop back into the windows. Yeah, just like, hey, good for you. <laughs> anyway, you get into his truck. It's like the equivalent of a pickup truck. And uh, he he takes you, all, traverses. It's a pretty long flight. You're, you're a little bit surprised at how far you're having to go for this drop-off point, especially since this is well outside of Zalco's like, established control territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not sure what to make of that. Um, Flan mostly spends the time talking about his kids and his nephews and his nieces and all the hijinks they're getting up to at school. And then he goes on a, like a anti like Coruscant cracking rant and how it's just a ploy by the human government to try to shake down non-humans for more credits as they try to frantically get off and it's you know, forced gentrification project so they can rebuy the Coruscant property at a lower rate. Um. <laughs> Yaku uh, delicately goes around this level of conversation because he is afraid of the Kraken. <laughs> but he doesn't want to admit it to the small fuzzy fellow, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's like when, when you run into one of your old friends and they suddenly have, like, gotten into very weird theories. Yeah, okay. So anyway, he he gets you to uh, basically a point where you feel comfortable, like, okay, you can walk the rest of the way. In fact, you kind of have to walk the rest of the way. 
He goes, you know what? That felt good. One last job with my old pal, Yaku. Just take care of yourself, Flan. Don't get into too much trouble. You got way too many little ones to live for. You know that. Yeah, yeah, you know. I, I've, I've been out of that game for a while now. Just, you know, I just do my, my delivery driving. It's legit driving now. Well, you're also getting on in years, so he, uh, and then Yaku opens his vest and dumps some of the emeralds that he was carrying around Whoa. still. And he's like, get yourself some employees and train up your little ones. You want a legacy. Hey, are you sure about this? This is a lot. Absolutely. You know I'm always help you. Huh. Well, thanks, Yaku. Don't die. <laughs> Off he goes. Doing my bet. Okay. He's gone. <laughs> The next part of your journey is pretty tedious, but quiet. It's kind of easy, actually. You, your instructions are very vague, but also very specific. You're, you're doing a lot of descending, which, of course, in Coruscant is never a good thing, mm -mm. generally speaking. That's where the cracking happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you kind of make your way through, and you're going through these access tunnels, and you know, walkways and you're, you're walking through neighborhoods that, you know, are a little bit darker and a little more dangerous. You walk through neighborhoods that are completely abandoned already. Wow. Um, and, and you finally kind of get to a weird, really weird spot. Um, you've, it's like the architecture here is completely different than anything you've ever seen. Um, it's grandiose, but somehow humble and simultaneously like it doesn't look like anyone's been down here in a long, long time. Um, he kind of muses to himself and he's like, what have you been getting into, Zalco? Uh, there is a single door ahead of you. Uh, I'm assuming I watch the hollow now. Oh, this is not the drop off point. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it says access the door. Uh, boop, beep, boop. Eh -eh. It is locked. Boop, beep, boop. Um, I tap it with the data pad. Nope. You're going to have to pick it. Uh, skullduggery? Yep. All righty. See, there's sometimes a key, and I was hoping for a key. But That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what's the difficulty? Uh, it's a very old lock, so I'm only going to do one purple. One purple, okay. I don't have to shoot it. I get one success. <laughs> we don't have to employ the dice for brains rules. Nope. Not this time. Uh, yep. Yeah. Opens right up. Again, you walk through and it looks like some sort of um, maintenance corridor at first. And then it opens into a very, um, it's like a wide hallway with pillars, nice marble flooring. But again, like no one's been in here a long time. There's a lot of dust. A lot of like creature droppings. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just abandoned. It looks like it was really nice at some point. Yeah. He's, he's impressed. He like, he was, again, he's wondering what Zalco got into and just progresses in, in, in so much as he's a naive person. He does trust people he wants, you know, was friends with. So he's like, oh, let's go. All right, so instructions indicate you're supposed to follow this corridor, turn right at this corridor, turn left at this corridor, and then go into the room at that point. 
and Does the, it light up and say, this is the drop-off point? Watch the hollow. <laughs> no, but I mean, that is pretty much the drop-off point because all it says is once you get into the room, there's a, there's a hidden compartment in the wall, open the compartment, place the thing, and then you're done. So the final room that you you reach is a strange room, not not one you've ever really seen. It's full of seats, just like chairs. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any windows, no hollow projectors. Like you don't. I mean, I guess other than sitting, you're not really sure what someone would do in here. Uh, the seats are various sizes and shapes, although the upholstery is way beyond rotted, and so really all that's left is sort of the uh, steel frames of, um, you know, the steel bones. Hmm. You find the hidden compartment pretty easily. It slides open. There's nothing in it. Um, Yet. Yeah, and it will easily accommodate the statue. All right, now that I'm on the precipice, I watch the hollow before putting it in. All right. Bloop. And uh, Zalco appears. Yeah, hey, kid. If uh, you're watching this, it means you, you came through or you decided not to listen to instructions, but... At this point, I'm just going to assume and hope that you can do me one more solid. Anyway, look, this heist may not make a lot of sense to you. Someone who had a good head on their shoulders and a, a bit of common sense. I always respected that about you, even though we didn't see eye to eye on it. And I know that was one of the things Orcus always admired about you, too. You never gave in to the hype of what we were doing. It was just a means to an end, and you got out when you could. Me, I bought into the hype. Even worse, I bought into my own hype. I thought that just because I could do something, it made it okay. But sitting here at the end of my life, looking at the accounting sheet of bad and good I've done, it ain't looking great. So... I don't know what I told you when I, we met face to face, but I'm trying to make amends in any way I can. Small ways, big ways. And this is a big one, or I hope it'll be. See, one of them gems in that statue is the Kaiba crystal. It's the thing that makes a Jedi lightsaber. There's been all these rumors going around the Jedi are making some kind of comeback, and I figure, well, they're gonna need a lightsaber, right? So then I figure, if I put this one here, in the Jedi Temple, where one of them might find it, and then, you know, maybe someone will build a lightsaber with it, and then they'll save a lot of people. Innocent people, just trying to live their lives, who are being preyed upon by scumbags like me. I guess in a weird way, I'm trying to punish myself, even though I got to live the good life and never really pay for what I did. I guess if I were really good, I'd go turn myself in, but... Well, I mean, come on. You and I know both know that I'm too much of a coward for that. So, it's the best I can do. I'm hoping you don't double-cross me, kid, and just swipe a statue. But, uh, I won't hold it against you if I do. If... I won't hold it against you if you do. The payment's gonna be at your place, and I doubt we'll see each other again, so... I hope you keep living that life you like so much. And, uh, you know, may the force be with you. Laku. Oh, I can't even say my own name, right? I'm so taken aback. Yaku pauses for a good long time as he thinks about everything he used to pull with Zalko and the crew. And he does feel like he meant what he said and that he really is trying to help. 
So he puts the statue intact into the slot and seals it up. Does anything happen? Nope. Just nothing but silence, quiet, waiting. He kind of looks around and he asks the room, Are Jedi even real? Cut two. Back to your place. It's been about a day. You watch the hollow news about what happened. Um, the reporting is hilarious. It mostly concentrates on these costumed weirdos who, of course, were all apprehended. <laughs> and, Unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like uh, none of them have criminal records. It seems that they're a bunch of university students who have gotten some sort of vigilante fantasy in their head. At least that's what's being reported. Uh-huh. You're not sure. I mean, they were awfully well equipped for some university students. And how the heck would Zalco know that they were going to be jumping on top of that? Unless, you know, he kind of gave it a push in that direction. You're not sure. When you got back, as promised, the payment was there. Uh, more money than you've ever seen in your life. More than enough to get anybody you want off planet. Or basically do whatever you want. So, gonna cut back slightly to when the, the document's playing, uh, the documentary, well, not documentary, when the news is being displayed on the TV, it's it's on the TV in the bodega, and there's, you know, customers milling around as well. He's, you know, sitting on top of the pile of credits, essentially, underneath the desk, and he kind of gestures at it and said, you know, those guys definitely had backing, you know, to just have conversation and... Um, he's talking to like just an older visitor who's there and wants to like, you know, get into it and talk about it a bit. (laughs) Young people these days, they're all going crazy with the talk of the cracking. Yeah. And it gets them antsy and they want to do something about it. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of support them in in one way, but man, that's a lot of property damage. Uh, Just making it more difficult for the police to do their job is what that is. They weren't do, doing too good a job on scene anyway. And he kind of winks at the old man. Yeah, well, I trust, of course, some police officer just about as far as I can push them. <laughs> they kind of roll sometimes. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and there's like a, another mother with a little kid and the kid's like, I want to be a crime fighter when I grow up. She's like, no, you don't, sweetie. <laughs> there's a difference between fighting crime and protecting people. That's what you should do. Oh, like the Jedi, right? Wah, wah. He takes like a, he has like a baguette and he's swinging it around like a lightsaber. Yeah, if you believe in those old fairy tales, but it's something to live for, right? And so he's gonna spend time now canvassing to see who wants to leave the planet and who wants to stay and live comfortably. Because that's his goal is to, if anyone does want to hang out, just to ensure that they're, you know, wanting for nothing. And as we see Yaku taking his money and trying to make good on the mission of his life and taking care of the people that he cares about in Coruscant, we zoom back out at this mega city planet. You did it! Hooray! Ice of the century! Indeed. I faked... Uh, what do you call them? Red vines. We, we faked red vines into a crime scene. There, did there a good we go. thing today. Yeah. Somebody somewhere is going to be picking up those red vines. And, you know. Um, It'll um, be the, the, the breadcrumb trail down to the Jedi Temple. 
See, there you go. It's it's all gonna fit together in ways you will never ever even imagine. There are so many stories to tell on this planet. <laughs> so, um, thank you for thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up and playing. Thank you so very much for having me. It was an absolute delight. Um, do you have anything to plug? Or anything uh, yes. to shout out? Absolutely. Um, I got to first start with the Sil Zero uh, Patreon. Uh, sometimes you post things there and they're really good. Um, and we just love everything else you do. So thank you again. Um, go Force Majeur, Force Majeur Pod. Uh, they're also wonderful people in this, you know, crazy Star Wars universe. And uh, if you like something else, uh, there's Burnt Cookbook Party, which is a Pathfinder podcast that I enjoy, ran by uh, my friend Jenna Stever. And that is, yes, we all, we, we, we know Jenna. People know. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. So, um, yeah, patreon.com slash zero. Um, I don't know. I mean, things have been kind of updating a little slow lately because, uh, uh, you know, horrifying sicknesses everywhere I look. Uh, but, you know, twitch.tv slash ingdaydreams, Twitter, ingdaydreams, Soul Zero Chris. I have to admit, I, I do not check it nearly as often as I used to, but, uh, you know, you can also send me an email at soulzeropodcast at gmail.com or, um, you know, join the Patreon and join the Discord. It's a good time. Uh, the people there are lovely, and there's a lot of animal pictures to be had. Oh, yeah. All kinds of animals. It's the best. Okay, well, uh, that's it for this uh, adventure. Until next time, may the force be with you. Thanks again. No, you're supposed to end of episode. Oh, oh, end of episode. <laughs>